podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Hello and welcome to the AI Fantasy Football Show. I'm your host, as usual, Guy Disappointing at FPL's Drinkle. Um, joining me is one of my regulars, Simon. How are you doing? Uh, pretty good, yeah. Not bad. I've had a pretty good start to FPL and uh, it's nice to have the football back and be able to watch most of the matches as well. Mm. It's always interesting to see for your FPL assets. Unless you're watching uh, Chelsea at the minute. <laughs> um, <laughs> but uh, we might get into that. Um, and we don't have Jay with us because he, well, he's, he's, he's tired. <laughs> he's been working. Um, so we let him we let him have a day off. Uh, but we've got Adam with us. How are you doing, Adam? Not bad, guy. Just uh, living the dream life here. I'm drinking some uh, non-alcoholic beer. I'm hoping my daughter doesn't wake up from her nap. So it's just uh, living the dream, man. Huh? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, apart from non-alcoholic bit of that, <laughs> um, but anyway, we're here to talk about FPL. Um, Adam, I'll, I'll start with you. I mean, we we haven't done a pod um, since the start of the season because we, we it just simply hasn't worked out. I mean, how how's your start been to it? <laughs> Oh man, not great. So you know, in our in our, in our uh, Anfield Index money league, we've got uh, twenty six people that are playing, and I'm twenty second. So could have could have started better. Um, you know, the the thing that's killing me is uh, basically Project Restart. Uh, I, I was like, I was looking pretty good uh, going into that, and then it just. I could not get the United and the Everton assets right. Um, what with DCL at that point, and he was terrible. Uh, so I really just sort of avoided him going into this season, and obviously he's on fire now. And uh, I had Martial and Bruno this week, and they did nothing. So, um, yeah. <laughs> So, so that, that's that's basically my my, my Everton and uh, United uh, assets are, are really the problem. So I'm trying to figure that out. I don't know what to make of United at this at this point, and I, you know, sort of on the opposite end, I don't know what to make of Everton. They um, mm. they, they they look uh, nothing like Everton has uh, so <laughs> for a long time. So um, it seems like everybody's jumping on Everton at this point, and uh, I'm gonna have to. I'm gonna to have to jump on that bandwagon myself. Yeah, I'm right there with you, but we'll we'll get into that. And you're doing yourself a disjustice there. You are twenty. You're joint twenty second in the muddy league. <laughs> uh, uh, I, I'm gonna gloat whilst I can because I'm only mid table myself. Um, so I gotta I gotta pick my shots. Um, Simon, how how's your start been? Yeah, I think it's been okay. Pretty good. Uh, I got. 64 points in game week one and 67 points in game week two. So I'm like ranked about a million overall, which at this stage I'm not really too worried about. I kind of, I've made a good picture. So for a few um, people who I'm kind of happy with, I've made a few mistakes, uh, namely John Stone and Goal, who uh, I know you also had as well yes and um, for his nice pink for his nice pink outfit but unfortunately that doesn't tr- translate into fantasy points um but apart from that i i don't have any wolves and i don't have uh at the moment which is kind of what i'm looking to get they've definitely impressed me um i managed to get rid of ali last week for hammers which worked out very well i think he looks mm. like a really good boy he just is kind of involved in everything and yeah i've made a few Right picks, but it seems like holding holding on to the people you picked in the first week and maybe just letting them have a little bit of a run. I mean, I think m- most was picked a t- t- team for at least three or four weeks, so it's obviously easy to knee-jerk out those people who don't return. But um, I think this weekend was a bit of a madness overall. It was just, you know, it was a bit of a weird week, and... Um, 
it's still kind of hard to know what exactly is happening and who are the right people to bring in. But I, I'm pretty happy with where I am. I attempted to play the wild card, but I uh, I didn't do it. Well, some people don't have the strong side. <laughs> yeah, when I was when I was watching the goals come in this weekend, there was it was a bad feeling when there were, there was like twenty goals on the board, and I still was waiting for my first points on my FPL team. <laughs> yeah, that's never good. Yeah, I mean, I've I've had an all right start. I mean, the first game week I did I did quite well. Um, I think I got sixty nine points, nice. Um, and then the second week I got forty nine, which is ten below the average. Um, yeah, Ings and Obama Young only got people got me above seven points. So, oh no, I'm Pereira, I'm Pereira. Um, but yeah, um, Arteta being a Lego headed knobhead, um, didn't play Maitland Niles again. So that kind of screwed me there. Newcastle got battered. Lewis there. Salah uh, let Mane do stuff this week. Greenwood, I bought a Man United asset in, didn't start. Um, so he started Dan, championship level James. Uh, and we all saw what might happen to Man United. Um, so yeah, and Timo Werner, well, got for got for Beniord. <laughs> um, which was just lovely. So yeah, it's not been it's not been a great second week for me. And, and uh, as I alluded to, I have done my wild card, but we'll we'll go through it when we get on the transfers bit. Um, but I mean, it's kind of an open show. Normally we do a bit of an agenda, but I suppose when it's this early in the season, Simon, they kind of just develop themselves. Like I mentioned, Chelsea there. Adam mentioned United. Is there any of the big big teams that you think? May have been better on paper before the season. After the well, for first two games for some, first one game for for others. Yeah, I think Manu. I actually managed to avoid bringing them in. I was tempted to start off with Marshall on my bench. I thought he was going to be the one to own. Um, thought he was priced quite well, and Palace at home seemed like a pretty easy fixture before we saw anyone play, and then I ended up not. Um, I didn't really feel like I wanted to have that much money on my bench, and I, Ali being dropped and taken off at half time meant that I, um, instead of doing Ings to Martial, I ended up doing Ali to Hammer. So that actually worked out really, really well in my favour, and I managed to avoid the Manu trap. But they just, I mean, the thing about them is, I think if they don't have their full first team, I don't think they're great I mean they don't have a good squad at, really at all and I mean I thought they were just pretty poor I thought Bruno mm. was very deep he didn't really have much influence on the game Marshall barely touched the ball Rashford was invisible I mean it was just a they were, I just think they were bad I mean I thought Palace were very good but I didn't think Manu really did much at all to impress me and they ended up getting um, a goal kind of against the run of play, actually. And uh, I just didn't see much fr- from them that I'd want to start loading up on them. So I think they're definitely one that I'm, I think is a bit of a wait and see. And then you men- mentioned also Chelsea as well. I think they're going to need time. But I do think Werner is probably still worthwhile holding on to. I mean, even against us, he did look like their biggest threaten the one most likely to score or do something like it was all he seems to be the main focus of their attack so he could be one to hold on to and they, they've got West Brom next which is you know that's it's a pretty easy game West Brom are awful so I think um, Chelsea I'd say they could take some time uh, but once they do start to kind of gel I think they'll definitely be worth investing in um, once they have a few of their people back from injury and stuff um, but Havertz I think just looks awful I mean I, mm. I, I, we all know he's a lot better than that but he's not being played where he would like to be played he seems to be played almost as a right wing back and it, you know it doesn't really mm. work for him so yeah I think they're wait and see apart from Werner if you already own him I don't think I'd get rid of him when they play West Brom it just feels so wrong Um Depend, yeah. It depends who's playing for them. Or Leeds. I think uh, either of those three are just true. so bad at the back. That's just, true. Yeah. yeah, for me, for me, like I started off skeptical that United could get 
uh, could go on the same kind of like penalty role that really like fueled uh, Bruno last year. But after watching the first week, United didn't play, but just the it seems like it's so much easier than it was even last season to get penalties. And that, that just scared me that Bruno could go on another tear and be even bigger than he was last season. But then this first game back, yeah, like Simon said, he, he's he's playing sort of behind. Um, he's he's not the most advanced of the midfielder. So, um, like, Vanderbeek was playing ahead of him. So, mm. I don't know. But, you know, that's not going to affect him in terms of his penalties. And then he still picked up, like, five chances created, I think. So, um <laughs> You know, I, I'm gonna stick with him for a while. I just I just think that the way that they're the way that they're sort of adjudicating penalties this year, it just seems like with United they're gonna pick up a ton. And um I'm sure a lot of the top level teams will. So my strategy early in the early going is just gonna be to have as many of the, the players from the top teams that are on penalties that I can. I mean, yeah, it certainly seems like a good strategy. Um, you've obviously got both the United play, uh, two United players. Um, are, are you sound with keeping them? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I think so. Martial, like you guys mentioned, I mean, I think I think his price is decent. Um, if I had to bail on one of my forwards, it might even be Warner. Warner, see, it's sort of different with him. He looks. He looks the part. He looks really good, but he's getting a little bit isolated the way that uh, Fat Frank has the team set up there. So, uh, but I mean, I just with him being at a higher price level, I could do more with that cash than I could if I took out Martial. So I'm just going to leave Martial for the time being. Yeah, I mean, uh, uh, spoiler: I I went from Werner to Martial just mainly due to the. Uh, uh, well, United were bad, as everyone say, but I just kind of have more faith in them. Like I know Oli, Oli Gunnar Solskjaer is not exactly a good manager, but the way the way Chelsea have started, they were pretty terrible against a very a quite an open Brighton team. Let's be fair, um, terrible against us. Like Simon wasn't even half joking when he said Havertz was pretty much playing wing back. I know he kind of played as a nine, but he ended up. Dropping very deep, very quickly. You mean he pretty much did play a wing back against Brighton? Um, yeah, he's like a, he's a he's a very false mm, nine. <laughs> a false nine. He's almost ended up as centre mid. Um, so I just kind of don't trust it. Like obviously, if you if you're not on wild card like me, I, I'd really keep I'd keep Werner as well. I might even tinker around and keep him because they do have good fixtures. But so do Man United. Um, but Chelsea just look. Devoid of ideas, unless Pulisic and Ziyech are back quicker than I think. Mm, there's a bit of a doubt over them, really. Um, so, yeah, I might have to have a rethinker and think about Timo Werner again. But, uh, yeah, it's it's a strange one. Um, Simon, any any positions in your team that you're thinking about changing? Uh, well, I've already done my transfer. For this week, oh, I yes. did Aubameyang to De Bruyne, which seemed pretty obvious. It was kind of something I had planned from day one, really, unless De Bruyne looked really bad or he got an injury or something. But he, I thought he, he did was, not uh, pretty good. <laughs> no, he looked pretty. He looked okay. And if you uh, listen to the Micah Micah Richards on Sky Sports, you'll get a you'll get a, a very non biased opinion of how well he he did play. Um, <laughs> But uh, yeah, he looks uh, he looked very good. So and he's also, as um, Adam said, he's on penalties, which seems to be kind of a key aspect this year. At the moment, anyway, there's just so many penalties happening, which should bode well for my fantastic pink pink jersey there, Johnstone. Who that's actually the main reason I picked him because he's supposed to be a really good penalty saver. Mm. So uh, maybe, he had two maybe. in the first week and didn't get near either. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, my plan really went bad when I saw that. But yeah, I I was tempted to take a hit. I, I mean, if, well, if, but... if, if you think Johnstone's been a disaster, I've I've had I've had McCarthy, who's just basically that, left PL standard at this fair. point. Yeah, I, I think he has two total points for me. So. It's Johnstone, I think, by the one or two. Yeah, I think they're basically as bad as as bad as each other. Um, yeah, I was possibly going to take a hit, 
I'm tempt. I was tempted by even picking up Werner there. I was tempted by Werner to Jimenez, but I just can't take mm. him out when he has West Brom away. And Jimenez is a really nice run, so I could probably wait a little bit and bring him in. Um, and I was also tempted by um, Suchek to Podence or to Foden for a hit. But I'm mm. again. He has a nice fixture. He's ho- he's playing at home to um, West Ham. We're playing home to Wolves. I mean, and he's nearly scored in the last two. I think he hit the bar in the last match, and he nearly scored in the first game week. Um, so Podence. I might just hold on. Uh, no, sorry, um, Suchek oh, hit okay. the bar in, yeah. in last week, and yeah, yeah. So I, no, he's playing home to Wolves. They're playing away to West Ham. I don't know if mm. it's a worth a hit so I might just hold tight and then look at bringing one or two Wolves players in next week maybe instead because uh, they really do have I think they have just a really nice run of, fi- of fixtures for the next eight or nine weeks now and they look pretty good as well yeah the absolute yeah, I'm curious I'm mm-hmm. curious you, you decided to uh, you decided a wild card even with like there's it seems like there's a lot of players that are still rumoured to be coming in, into the league mm. with like Talos for United and some of these other guys so you think you've seen enough at this point? Well, I don't really care. <laughs> a defender going to United doesn't interest me that much, considering they've got Lindelof and Maguire said about. Um, I just don't. I don't think there's that much big business left apart from maybe at United. Like Chelsea are obviously getting Mendy. I think there was. A, I can't remember the journal, but they were linked with a defensive midfielder. Um, but outside of United, I can't see the big teams doing that much. I think we're we're done. Maybe a Clavan-esque centre-back at, at most, I reckon. Man City might get someone, but I think that would be more defensively than going forward. Uh, I might be wrong on that. They might just go, screw it, let's buy Sancho. <laughs> um, who else we got? Chelsea, <laughs> defensively. Um, Spur- I think Spurs are done. I think Spurs have done more than anyone would have expected. Um, Arsenal, I think they're pretty much done. Everton... Maybe a centre back, um, but no, I, I don't really see too much more business in 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 the bigger teams. Maybe what, actually, the you know, further, further down, like mm. Brewster could be big if Brewster moves at mm-hmm. four or five. Mm. If he goes to Sheffield United, that would be big. I've had I've had him in my team waiting for a move, <laughs> so I've I've got three Liverpool players in the hope that one of them goes to Sheffield United. Um, he was linked with Crystal Palace the other day before. The, the chairman went off on one on Twitter, and I was like, I was kind of hoping it didn't go through because he probably wouldn't start at Crystal Palace. So I'm glad that seemingly BS. Um, but no, it's um, I think it's the not smaller team because that's disrespect. I think we're looking at like Wolves because if they get a wing back, like I'm not sure how attacking Samedo is, but they, they were linked with Tellers as well. If they got Tellers, I'd probably be more interested because if he plays as a left wing back, I'm, I'm pretty sure he had mad numbers at Porto. But um, at United, ugh, I just don't, I just don't really care. <laughs> like penalties aside, yeah, I mean, for me, United. for me too, I, mm. I kind of want to wait until I see uh, until I see Bale and Rugulian when mm. when they. I want to see what they look like in the Spurs team. I'm assuming. You know, I'm here in Madrid, and and mm-hmm. a lot of the people that I talk to just think that he'll go straight into the team. Um, mm-hmm. So, uh, I think he could be a good option uh, as far as the Spurs defense because he's five five, so he's mm-hmm. saves you a little bit over Doherty. And then Bale, he's like a total wild wild card at this point. So, I'd like yeah. to see them play a couple games. Yeah, I'm I'm with you there. I mean, I, I think Reg Reguon would be. Uh... Would be a gamble, especially when you butcher his name like I just did there. <laughs> um, I think he'd be a yeah, gamble. We both did. <laughs> uh, I think, I think he maybe gamble's too strong a word, but if he did start for Spurs, I think there was a stat going around when he was linked with both United and Spurs that he was third in created chances for a fullback. I think Trent was obviously first. It might have been Hakimi, then him, or it might have been Teo Hernandez or someone like that. I'm pretty sure he was third. So if he gets in, he might be a good pick at five five because there's not many, there's not loads of five five defenders. I think Castagna um, is five five, um, and I can't really remember outside of that. Let me have a looky. 
one like there's like one one Bazaka and a few people like <laughs> no, that. No, there isn't one Bazaka. Nobody's <laughs> picking him for that. But... Bali, hmm. Bali at Wolves, but again, I mean, m- most of the teams with a five-five, there's a better five option. But I think you're right; he could be. He could be uh, the standout because. Dirty six million, so I think mm-hmm. he had really looked great. I mean, they might switch to wing backs. That's the talk I've heard, but I don't mm-hmm. know if Bale would how Bale fits in with that. Then I mean, what would they do with three four three? Maybe I mean, Bale pro- kind of right yeah, wing. That'd probably work because if he plays right yeah. wing in a f- with wing in backs, three, he doesn't, yeah, he doesn't have to do actually. much running, does he? <laughs> so it, then it just leaves the question of midfield because they tend to play yeah. all the DMs. Um, he probably play Winks and Winks and, and Heuberg or something. <laughs> yeah, Winks and Heuberg. Yeah. And it, they mightn't be too bad though in a three four three, but mm. Tard's not how they're gonna line up. I don't know. Spurs are a weird one. They really are. I mean, I don't know how they scored five goals this weekend. I can't well, get my head around it. <laughs> when Southampton <laughs> defend like that, it doesn't really need that much explaining. Yeah. But um, Bale at nine five, it might be more of a long term question and. I mean, nobody's really seen... I don't think he's played that much since Kiev, has he? Which is, it's great to bring up on a Liverpool podcast, but um, oh, I, don't think he's played, <laughs> I don't think he's played that much since then. So it, 9-5 might be cheaper than first thought, but it's still a hefty gamble, isn't it, Adam? I mean, <laughs> you'd think they got to feature him, right? And And mm. it seems like... It seems like Kane is more than willing to sort of step back for other players there, when either by design or if that's just the way that he plays. I'm not sure, but um, yeah, I could see them going with I could see them going with a similar front line to to us, where Kane sort of drops back and then Son and and, uh, and Bale are more of like the first scoring options. Mm. But uh, yeah, I, I don't. I don't think it's too huge a gamble. I think the gamble with him is more the injuries, is that yeah, exactly. you know, it, it, you know. So it's like if you're going to jump on him, then uh, you might want to do it now. And then, <laughs> yeah, I think mean, I think with Bale, it's um, maybe a long term one, but I think he's injured at the minute, so it might be uh, worth a little bit of a wait. But if he plays, he, he should he should do all right. You'd imagine. Um, but Simon, I'll come to you on this next bit. Uh, we obviously saw Man City play last night. I only watched the first half myself. Um, but as you mentioned earlier, De Bruyne looked good. Um, Foden apparently looked good as well. Um, Sterling is as an option as well. Is, is it difficult to limit yourself to one Man City option? I mean, it's, I know the only what was it three one in the end. I think it was obviously scoring three one. Yeah. yeah, scoring three against a decent Wolves team. But um, is De Bruyne enough from from City at the moment? Um, if I was on a wild card, I'd probably get De Bruyne and Sterling or De Bruyne and Jesus. I definitely go for two. Um, Foden is kind of tempting, but I mean, he did score, but he wasn't. Now, I only actually watched the first half as well, and I watched the second half highlights, so I didn't see the full second half. But from the first half, I didn't think he was really um, like I thought he played well, but from an FPL aspect i don't think he created a lot he wasn't getting the box very often and, and um i thought he was going to be playing that kind of david uh david silva role but he seems to be um rotating between him and maras which is a bit strange because i don't think he's really as effective he seems to not play that wide right wing role the way that like sterling or Myers would where they're kind of in the box a lot more so maybe he as a FPL um, terms he's not as effective playing further forward which is quite a weird thing you know but he doesn't I think when he was in the middle of the park he seemed to be making a few more runs into the box I mean he did mm-hmm. score I mean that was pretty good but that was just a little like a fairly you know it was just a well worked move and he did well to get into the box but he didn't do that a lot I thought it was De Bruyne who impressed me the most from a FPL aspect, but it's one of those things where when they play a harder team or if it's away from home, they tend to play with two kind of more defensive midfielders and it lets De Bruyne 
be that kind of third advanced midfield, but when they're at home to like a like when when they're gonna play at home to say West Brom or something, I think De Bruyne will probably play quite deep. So it's maybe it might be hop on Sterling or Jesus or or even Aguero when he's fit for those kind of matches and just leave De Bruyne in your team. He's kind of more of a long term pick, I think. Um, I think he'll just do well in most matches, but um, Sterling has that ability to score three or four in a match. Um, but he wasn't. Sterling was okay. He was he was making a fair few runs into the box and getting in some nice spots. But um, I thought they made Wolves look quite bad. Diving a bit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Just, just a yeah, wee everybody, bit. Everybody always talks about everybody always talks about Foden as uh, filling in for sort of like the silver role, but um, that's like the the one position that he's never playing. I think it came from Pep mentioned it in a press conference once, and everyone in the FPL community was just like, has suddenly convinced themselves that that's what he's going to do. But um, yeah, he's never played that role, so I don't understand why Pep. Maybe he thought that about him, and then he figured that he wasn't really. I don't know. It's weird. But yeah, there is definitely a lot of options. I don't know about the back four. It seemed quite a makeshift back four anyway, and I don't know who's going to mm. actually be nailed on, but it, that left-back role could be nice if um, someone can claim it as their own. Just out of interest, how much is Mendy? Because he would be I the one. I think he's 5-5. Five, five, I hmm. presume... But I could be wrong on that. He's five. Oh, he's six million. Yeah. And what's that other guy they have? Cancelo. Uh, Cancelo. I think he's five. Cancelo. I think he's five fives. I thought maybe he might get the nod, but I think when Mendy's fit, he does tend to be first choice. But it's just Cancelo's out till the middle injured. of October as well. Ah. <laughs> well, yeah, Zinchenko's injured as well. Zinchenko's injured for the for a month and all. Maybe yeah. maybe Mandy is the one. Mandy could be nailed for six million though. I'm tinkering. I mean, I think he'd be better. I'm tinkering. <laughs> uh, wild card and podcast is a bad mix. Um, yeah, I think like even though I was saying Foden mightn't be the most advanced, I think for point five more, maybe he uh, maybe he would be a better option than Mandy. But I mean. There is. It's always that way with Man City, isn't it? There's kind of at least five or six options that are definitely worthwhile. So it's hard. It just probably mm. depends how you have your team spread out and stuff. If you want to, uh, if you have money at the back or money in the middle, depending on where all your bulk is, I think you could definitely make a good argument for in like anyone really in most of the positions. Yeah, I mean it, that's the thing. That's the thing with Man City. There's there's almost too many options. But I mean, w- with the amount of injuries, Sterling and De Bruyne look like they're quite nailed. The defense, I think they, I think didn't Laporte and Mares have COVID, so yeah, they should. Well, they've probably missed all the preseason, so they might not be the fittest. But you'd probably think they'd want Laporte back in, seeing as. Pep hates John Stones. Um, so yeah. you'd imagine he'd come back sooner rather than later. Um, Anake, I don't know if he's great on, he's on the right sh- side of the fence. Yeah, I think he, en- he ended the season for, well, for Bournemouth is the key word there. Yeah. Um, so he, he might he might have a bit more experience of it, but it's probably not ideal. So let's move on to Liverpool then. Um, oh, I. It's it's a strange one because we were a bit manic against Leeds, but then we were so controlled against Chelsea. I imagine we all have Liverpool assets. Um, and Simon, does the fact that Salah destroyed game week one then Mane in game week two? It's just that that confusing nature of which Liverpool asset to have, I suppose. Yeah, I think it was like that last year where they seem to they don't alternate, but it's a little bit like Sterling and. De Bruyne, where you could definitely pick both, or you could pick one and just have to accept the fact that the one you pick is going to blank some weeks and the one you didn't pick is going to score. But I think bouncing back and forth between the two was just the worst idea. I saw a few, a few people do that last year and they got burnt by it. And I saw a lot of people sell um, Manny for Salad 
this week and got absolutely burnt by it. So I think it's just which just pick the one you think is the best. Like I think with Manny versus Mo last year, it was always Manny was a little bit cheaper, so it was you could kind of make the argument for. I think when they're both the fact that they're both twelve, I don't think Mane for me is the better pick just because Mo's on penalties. I think that just adds a little bit of extra value to him, and he seems to have started very sharp. He was quite unlucky, I thought, not to pick up a few um, points this week. Uh, maybe a little bit, bit better finishing from Wijnaldum, and he would have he would have uh, picked up a couple of points. But I mean, he did look threatening. But I mean, we weren't exactly looking to kill the match. I think we seemed pretty content just to hold the ball for most, like for the last half an hour or so. So I think it's, I think both are fine. And if you, I, as, as in you could definitely pick both or either or, but I just, I wouldn't bounce back and forth between them because you're just mm-hmm. going to end up losing points the whole time and just hating everything. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I think that's, that's the problem you mentioned last season. I think unless one is having a proper standout stretch, like I think it's fair to say Mane did over Salah, must yeah. have been just about winter, maybe January. Yeah, like that, yeah. Yeah, so I mean, unless that's happening, I think either or is fine, really. But yeah, I think you're right with Salah on pens, especially with the handball rule. If I'm a, if we had Suarez in this team, we'd have a penalty every game just chipping <laughs> the ball, aren't we? Um, but yeah, yeah, I would say I, I would say either one, just just Salah or both of them. I mean, I think with Thiago on the team, they're both going to haul all the time. So you love it. Yeah, for me, for me, just like we said with the penalties, Mo is a must-have just because of that. And then, if you want Mane, I think you just have to have him like in addition to Mo. Mm. No, I agree. I agree. It, it, I think having both, it, it's very valid as well. Um, Adam, let's move on to Tottenham. Who, I mean, you mentioned having McCarthy. Tottenham. Awful against Everton, nearly got knocked out the Europa League in midweek by, I think, some random Bulgarian team, if I remember correctly. And then they absolutely spanked uh, Southampton. Is Do you think they've turned the corner, or is it just the fact that Southampton defended like a pub team? <laughs> yeah, I don't think too many teams are going to play a high line like that, get punished, and then just stick with it. So, I don't know. I I reluctantly kept Sun for week two, and he saved my week, so I appreciate that. But uh, I think I'll probably look to move on at some point. Um, no, I mean, I think, I think they'll be... If Bale comes back and, and he's healthy for any stretch, they, they have to be decent attacking wise but i think there's just so many attacking assets out there right now that i think you'd be better off saving a couple of million for everton players uh or a host of other <laughs> midfield options that are out there rather than it just seems going with a Mourinho uh managed team it just seems like a gamble if you're looking for attacking returns yeah and that's the key word there is is Mourinho. um so yeah, I mean, I'm not sure who they've got in the League Cup, but if they have a stinker in the League Cup, I might move off Son myself. I'm like, I've just, I've just kind of clicked off him and seeing, seeing what I can tinker with a bit. Um, Leicester, Simon, um, had a bit of a strange start. I think they they win two games. I think they did. Um, Harvey Barnes yep. looks like a player. Um, again, Madison's not started. Um, bought in the Undertaker for six million. Um, <laughs> or oh, he's, he's six million in FPL, I should say. I'm not sure how much he cost in real life. Um, there were so many question marks about them towards the end of last season. Does does a steady start change your opinion on them at all? A little bit, because when they were on form last year, they were very good. I think they have a great team on paper I mean I think they should be challenging for a top six really I mean um, and they've added I thought they bought quite well this year and they seem to have started well um, despite having a couple of injuries in defence so and selling Chilwell and um, yeah they're, I don't own anyone from 
Leicester actually because I, I, I was worried that they were just going to be bad um, and continue on their form from Project Restart but that seems to be improving wrong I mean I thought Burnley would have been quite a hard team to break down even though Leicester were, were playing at home so the fact that they scored four is pretty impressive and Barnes looked really good in the first game he didn't score any um, FPL points but I thought he looked Good. So he's definitely one that I have my uh, that I have my eye on, and Vardy's always an option. But there's just so many options up front that I haven't really even thought much about him. And the defense, I think it's kind of maybe a little wait and see for me. They have done well with attacking returns, and um, but they've a lot of injuries still. And maybe when when Pereira's back, he'd be one that I'd be very in, in, interested in for sure. And Castagne, Castagne, however pronounce his name, seems to be pretty decent <laughs> can't as well. Stand I can't stand him. Can't stand him. But he's actually, uh, he's another five-five defender in there. So, um, he seems good though. I think. I know you were talking about getting him, and were you guy on your wildcard team? Yeah, I, I changed. I've changed to Justin now, just simply because with Pereira, I think he's still out for a couple of weeks. I think Justin and Castagna will play, so I don't think there's that much difference between them. Obviously, Castagna's a right-back playing right-back and Justin's right-footed playing left-back, but if I can't see Castagna keeping up this, the assist slash creating an own, own goal record, so I think just <laughs> I think Justin's I think Justin be fine for, for the cheaper price, but I think Castagna will play when Ricardo, Rick Pease back. Yeah, I'd imagine what about they play Aston Villa home on the 17th of October and then mm. Arsenal away 24th. I'd say Prairie back probably around that Arsenal match, maybe the following week. So you'll get two nice fixtures out of Justin and save yourself a bit of bang, mm. sure. But it's, the, it's an easy switch and because there's so many 4-5 defenders. Yeah, and I think he might be... I'd say he could even be 5 by then. You might make a little bit of mm. money from him. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, Adam, any smaller team assets that that have looked decent? <laughs> um, I mean, West Brom have been terrible, but Diagana and Pereira look decent. Uh, Pereira, yeah, yeah. A- any any gambles you've got on your team? Well, you know, I guess one gamble that I'm keeping my eye on is that. You know, the one sure thing that everybody uh, knew going into the season was that you had to have Trent. And now, all of a sudden, you've got a bunch of four or five fullbacks that are also returning. <laughs> so it makes it really tempting to uh, cash in on Trent and then go with just a four or five back line. But uh, so that if, if, if I was going to gamble on something, that's probably what I would look at. Not that I don't think Trent will return, but if you've got it just sort of diminishes his value if all the four or five assets are returning as well. Hmm. No, it's true. It's true. Um, Trent, he what did he have an assist? Did he have an assist or was it just a clean sheet at the weekend? Uh, just a clean. Just a clean. He got a clean and a bonus point, so he got seven points. So the man is slipping. He's, he's he needs to hurry up. <laughs> he needs to he needs to pull his finger out. Um. Yeah, I mean, we've, we've kind of mentioned Everton in passing, um, but the, I mean, the team's pretty much full of assets now, Adam, I suppose. If, is the only doubt that it's Everton? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, um, you know, my my wife's from Colombia. I spent a lot of time there, so I, I'm a big admirer of of Hamas, and I always thought he was just being misused, uh, both at Real and, and Bayern. But, um, <laughs> yeah, I mean, he, he's definitely, I think he's going to probably be one of the top assets by the end of the season. I think everybody's going to want to own him. I mean, he's not even, he's sort of playing far, he's playing more on the right than I even thought he would. He needs to play centrally. Yeah, everybody always remembers his World Cup performance where he played basically as a second striker, and um, he's certainly capable of doing that. I don't know if he has the same wheels anymore, but uh, 
I think he's just going to get more and more involved in that attack as time goes on. So I'm definitely going to look to get him in as soon as I can, probably for Sun. Yeah, that, that, that's an interesting one. That's an interesting one. Um, Simon, Calvert-Lewin, uh, Richarlison. Uh, Calvert-Lewin, 7-2, and I think Richarlison's still 8. Um, th- th- them two interest you. Obviously, Calvert-Lewin's got the, the goals at the min, but watching Everton, it looks like Richarlison's the one who's taking a big, taking a bigger step in terms of performance. Yeah, to definitely... definitely... Richardson on the eye test, but I think Calvert Lewin would be the one I'd get if I was to bring in one, just because he seems to be just the very, very end point of them attacks. And I think when they're both on the pitch, Richardson seems to be quite wide left. Um, and when Calvert Lewin was subbed off um, after his hat trick, Richardson moved into the middle and he scored that re- really nice offside goal and he looked to be a little bit more threatening so maybe just because he's more expensive um, he could be one to wait until he scores and then bring him in because he's quite a form and patchy player so I think if he hits a good run of form he'd probably just bring him in but the way Everton are playing Calvert-Lewin looks like he's going to just get so many chances that he's just probably going to score quite well it was a pretty like it wasn't a great hat trick, but he's getting into the right spot, and the header. Was yeah, that's lucky, what I was gonna you know, say as well. His, his shots header. aren't that impressive, but he's he's getting yeah. the chances from <laughs> like three yards out. So you know, it doesn't get much better than that. Gotta love a top end merchant. Just got to. <laughs> uh, um, maybe one last team to talk about <laughs> might be a bit of a surprise, but Adam. Crystal Palace are scoring a lot of goals, and I that sounds weird to say, but is it just the fact they played Man United? Uh, I can't remember who else they played. Was it Southampton? It was Southampton. So maybe maybe two of the worst defenses in the league. But Zaha looks good. Um, they've obviously added Mitchy. Ta- Townsend looks surprisingly really good. Um, is Zaha maybe a sleeper pick? Because beforehand you'd probably think he'll get five goals a season and they'll stay up comfortably. But it is them buying a lot of attacking talent going, maybe they'll open up a wee bit? Yeah, man, I've been trying to take advantage of the Palace assets. I've done great with Batuai and Ferguson. Not really <laughs> catching up on me, but... The, <laughs> so <laughs> I don't know, man. Uh, I thought Batshuayi would would start immediately. I don't understand what the point is if you're going to loan this guy in and not play him. And then uh, you know who knows if the Brewster rumors are accurate or not at this point. Um, so it's sort of, sort of confusing. I'm wondering if Zaha is sort of trying to play his way to <laughs> onto a different team. Um, you know, he was sort of soaking all last year, and that didn't work. So maybe he's trying to just score enough goals that somebody somebody buys them playing and, uh, well to get a move easier. who would have thought <laughs> you know <laughs> but um yeah so i wouldn't go for zaha right the second just because it seems like it's possible that he gets a move somewhere and if he gets a move to a top 6 team then he's probably going to be a rotation player so i wouldn't go for it right the second Yes, I, I may have just put him in my team on wildcard, but we'll, we'll talk about that. Um, any other teams that are interesting for good or even bad reasons, Simon? Um, I guess Leeds defence is something to talk about because I know a few people had, my. I think I had also mentioned Ailing as being a really good option and Dallas as well. And I think they're a complete avoid in their for their defence they're just I think they're going to concede a crazy amount of goals it seems but they, they're an interesting team um, I kind of want to see a little bit more from them but um, I don't think there's anyone else I guess the thing for me that I've been a little bit shocked about is Sheffield United have looked I think very bad um, yeah. it seems maybe teams have found them out a little bit I wonder if that's what it is or if or or if Henderson really was one of the main reasons why they were 
So um, why they kept so many clean sheets? They just don't look the same at all. There's something they're missing. Something in attack, I think. Um, they played my man Burke up front over the hmm. weekend. Who's a four point five mid midfielder. <laughs> so long may that continue. Not, so not that close I to the assist. To score. So I, close. I know. Yeah. <laughs> he was. He's on my bench anyway. But um, I kind of bought him as that a little bit of a risk when I when I when I kind of heard that he was bought to be to play through the middle but I wouldn't really expect much but they just seem maybe one to avoid and maybe even one to target a little bit because like when I had a look at some of the fixtures like Arsenal play them at home in week four and before I had kind of had that down as quite maybe quite a a tough fixture which was which kind of was one of the reasons why I was pretty happy to sell Aubameyang but I'd be a little bit worried now about not owning any Arsenal for that match, um, they just seem a little bit poor. And mm. Aston Villa seem to be actually kind of quite impressive as on the counter. So maybe Aston Villa might be the team to look to for the cheaper defenders this year. They seem pretty good at the back. I know they've only played one match, mm. but um. I like what they've. Bought. I, I like who they've bought. I think we've mentioned, or we were mentioning before the part that Martinez seems like a good four point five pick for anyone who's wild carding. Yeah, Martinez. Sorry. <laughs> yeah. What about Watkins? How did he look to? He got the player sent off. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, he's do. a good player. Yeah, he, he seemed to. Do, he seemed to do all right. They didn't really open Sheffield United up from. from what I what I was watching, but I I was playing FM at the same time, so I was half paying attention. Um, they they seemed all right without cutting them open, but it was it was more so everything for Grealish. Um, but Watkins, he has to be better than Wesley and Samata. Like the, you can't screw up that many striker purchases, surely. <laughs> um, and the other uh, the got. Bertrand Triore is it from from Leon as well? So maybe maybe another attacking piece there. So they might improve a bit um going forward. Matty Cash looked decent in the right back. He is five mil over four point five, so maybe not one for FPL, but he might improve them going forward in real life. Um so yeah, Villa looked interesting, but when you're against ten men for, for so long, it doesn't really highlight too much. Um so yeah, I think it'd be a strange team. And Adam, you you rem- well, Simon reminded me. Adam, re- we haven't spoken about Arsenal. <laughs> um, very good against Fulham, but the key word there is Fulham. Very quite sloppy against West Ham. Um, is it still Obama Yang or bust really for Arsenal? <laughs> I don't know. They're another another mysterious team to watch early on in the season. I I have. I had Aubameyang and Saka, and I I heard the rumors going into the game week one that Saka wasn't going to play, but I just I couldn't believe it because going down the stretch last season he was one of the best players, so I just kept him anyways. Obviously he didn't play, um, so I've taken a hit there. He at least played last week. Um, I think I might hold on to him just because I have to believe that Arsenal will come to their senses <laughs> and play him. I don't know what was going on in game <laughs> week one. Maybe it was a maybe it was a fitness issue. Who knows? Uh, but I did. I made the same transfer assignment. I got rid of uh, Aubameyang and I, I went to KDB. So um, yeah, they're just not they're not impressive enough for me to really uh, target their their team. But you know. Talking about some of the big transfers that are still possible, if they get OR, then that could be one that would shake things up. Yeah, that that's a good point. That's a good point because I mean, Jakob, Sabayos, El Neni, um, Christ, they have a bad midfield. <laughs> um, but yeah, if they improve in midfield, it it could be quite big for them, really. Um, I can't really think of any other teams to talk about, well, that are worth talking about. Um, you've both mentioned your transfers. I think, Simon, you said you might take a hit, but Adam, any chance of you taking a hit? Yeah, just for that Hamas move that we talked about, I think I, I'm still 
thinking about it, but I think I might go just take the points that I got with Son and then switch him to the Hamas. Yeah, yeah, I think that one's all right. Simon, any any tinkering on pod? No, I think I'm gonna just stick with um with my with my lads and give Werner. I'm gonna just feel like it's just a little bit too risky taking him out. I could do Ings to Jimenez as well, but again, mm. it just feels like they have nice fixtures and he scored too. It's just kind of bringing in one person who can score for one person who can score. I don't think it's worth a hit. If it was free, I'd be a little bit more tempted. And Suchek to Podence just feels maybe a week too soon with them playing each other. I think I don't think either has the ability to score big. I think one of them might score one, so I don't think that's worth the hit again. So I think I'm just going to hold out and give Wolves one more week, see how they do against the kind of away from home to West Ham. would be interesting to see if, if they line up a 3-4-3 again, I'd be definitely all on board getting two players from their attack. But if they revert back to the 3-5-2, then it might be just Jimenez, I think, and maybe a defender instead. Yeah, that that's the thing with Wolves, um, especially with Adama played right wing back at the minute. You kind of just limited to one, aren't you? Um, so maybe maybe if they get Samedo in, as we mentioned at the transfer bit, um, if he starts playing right wing back or Hoover, who's who's four five, if any Liverpool fans are interested, if one of them start playing wing back, wing back, and Adama goes in midfield uh, or back in forward line, I should say. Um, then, then I think Wolves might have more attacking interest. Um, but time has come. I've mentioned my wild card. I've not locked this in yet. I've been tinkering as everyone else has been speaking. Um, so I'll go through it. Um, I've got Martinez from Aston Villa, who who was Johnston, keeping Button because why not? I might actually I might put that to Nyland because he is four point four as well. Um, so I'll I'll have the Villa keepers. Uh, Lamptey, Lamptey, uh, who's four five, obviously looks crazy, crazy fast, crazy good at, at Brighton. Bit of an injury worry, and I don't think the fixtures are too good. But meh, long term, I think it'll be fine. Uh, brought in target from Aston Villa. They look better defensively, obviously against Sheffield United, who aren't the best attack anyway, and ten men. I may have been tempted to get cash in, but five mil and double Villa, meh. Probably not. Um, James Justin, uh, I mentioned, pretty pretty good four five or four six now. Um, at, at Leicester, who, who look all right. Trent because Trent. Um, I've got Dinier in, but that might be a bit of a gamble. Um, but we'll move on. We'll we'll come we'll touch on some of these p- picks. I've kept Pereira because. It looks like if West Brom do anything, which might not be that common, it'll be him or Dean Garner. I know they've got Chelsea next, which isn't the best, but then they've got Southampton away, Burnley at home, Brighton away, Fulham away, then Tottenham at home. So maybe a smidge of a mixed bag of fixtures, but I don't see any great defences there. So if West Brom score any goals in them games, I'm going to assume it'll be between... B through Pereira, so I've kept him on. Um, Zaha, <laughs> Adam mentioned, don't get Zaha, but I, I think it's just worth the gamble. Everton next injury hit defence. Um, Seamus Coleman is getting on a bit slow. Started the season well though, but uh, Zaha directly up against him might be fun. Then Chelsea away, who again defence is awful, and then just a load of. Crystal Palace's fixtures are really good to like December when the players. Um, then Salah because yeah, brought up. I had Sterling, but I tinkered around and got De Bruyne in because I think he's the safer pick. Then I've gambled on Harvey Barnes because he looks like maybe it's because Madison's not playing, but he looks like Leicester's biggest threat. And for seven mil, I thought at the start of the season before the games had played that might have been a bit high. But looking at the way he started the season, if he continues like this, I think seven might be a bit of a gamble. Man City next, um, so maybe not immediate fixture, but Man City aren't exactly good defensively, so it might be one to play there. Uh, Calvert-Lewin, we mentioned, Everton, 
just, just well, they look really good going forward. I've got Brewster in the hope that he goes to, uh, well, someone in the Premier League. And then I've got Jimenez in because, as Simon mentioned, Wolves' fixtures are really good. Um, maybe threw me off a bit with the defence last night being terrible, albeit it was against Man City, but Jimenez, Jimenez is Jimenez. If, if Wolves score, he'll be involved. So, yeah, they've got um, five good fixtures in a row. Um, so, yeah, Jimenez for me. Um, so, yeah, there, there's my team. A- any notes? I like the Barnes pick. I think he has looked good, and he, he does seem to be uh, their star man at this point. And it might be the we've been saying this for a few years, but it might be the year that Vardy finally takes takes a step back. Mm. And um, yeah, with Digny, uh, I guess uh, you know maybe as I said, it might be a good gamble to go with Regulian. So um, mm. I might do that. And and then you know does that does that give you the money to so that's another point five could you use that somewhere else but um, those would be my only comments. Oh, I am t- I am tempted with regular. Um, let, let's have a yeah. Talk. No, I think uh, I think it's good. I think Dinier, What is he six? He's six one. Yeah, I'd maybe just even when you were mentioning it there, Everton don't look. Great defensively, they've got a lot of injuries. Maybe could be. I mean, you. I'd maybe even go for Keane over him for a million cheaper, who seems to be mm. getting a couple of attacking returns. I know he's not on free kicks, and I don't think he'll score many goals. But maybe if you really want an Everton defender, but maybe I think you could definitely downgrade him and maybe put a little bit more into midfield or even just. Le- Leave the money in the bank, and um, or if you really wanted to, you could get Bamford in instead of Brewster. But I'm I'm not I'm not really sure if Bamford is actually a good pick. I can't tell if he's good or not. <laughs> if it's just because he's played such bad team, you know, like he played Fulham, and the one against us was just. Uh, I mean, it it was good, but I mean they're they don't they're not cre- they're not creating a lot for it such an attacking team if that makes any sense like they're not creating a wealth of chances yeah. and everyone seems to have said that he misses a lot so the fact that he scored so few chances really have me worried but he does seem a po- like a popular pick at that under six million so maybe if you downgrade the defense a little bit you could try and get Brewster up to like a six million because there seems to be a mm-hmm. couple of options around that price bracket, but then you're going to have to means you're going to be playing uh, with one of your midfielders or one of your strikers on the bench. So it might be you might be better off just having one of those bench fighters. But probably is the way to go. Any five mil defenders that jump out? Dire. <laughs> no, no. That was that was the first I pod. Still, I still have dire. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I mean, I, I have I have James from Chelsea, so yeah, James is a good pick, I think. Um, How much? If is you it? like to look at Wolves fixtures, I know the defense did look bad against uh, in the match last night, but I think I don't know if who's nailed on anymore. But mm. size could be an okay pick. Marcel probably would have been the way to go, but I don't think he's nailed on and we don't really use it yet so it's a little bit hard to tell who you pick and Cody has uh, I think Cody has had one shot on goal in his entire Wolves career and I think it was a penalty in a, <laughs> in a league cup match or something I remember I remember hearing yeah, it on another podcast yeah, heard it, yeah. <laughs> that's uh, accurate yeah. uh, like, he's like Rob Jones version 2 basically Beautiful. Um, the man who can never score a goal for Liverpool. I think J- James is quite tempting because obviously James is a good pick. I think. Yeah, yeah obviously the terrible defensively, but it, it has to get better at some point. <laughs> like I the mean, cat, the cat concedes. Chilwell is better than Alonso defensively, and not by much, mind. So, but so you know you. that will help, and <laughs> and Thiago 
Silva is, mm. I, I guess he, I don't think he's, like, he's not fast, he's quite, but he, I think having a player like him will improve your defence. Just having that experience and telling people where to be, like, it could help a little bit. Um, I mean, yeah, it can't get worse. <laughs> it really can't. And they are playing West Brom, so it should be okay for that game anyway. Right, I have... I've done James to I've done well. I did Dinier to Regulon, then I've done Regulon to James. So I have five point seven for a forward. It is it simply Bamford or is it anyone else? There's no one else. If Shea Adams has a couple more bad weeks, couple more. <laughs> He's I there. Mean, I wonder, would you be better just like? Cause... Brewster too risky at this point. Yeah. It seems like it's going to happen, but it's hard to tell. Then I can just wild card again in December. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I might just That's keep Bre- I think Brewster's. I think if Brewster does move, I think his high side is more than any but, other striker down here. To be honest. Yeah, I, I, I definitely. I think so too. Him. Yeah. Than Bamford, I just really, I think Bamford could score thirty goals. And I still would think he's a bad pick. <laughs> I don't know what it is about him. I just can't come around to ever thinking about having him in my team. Oh dear! I'm definitely gonna <laughs> wait till it comes to Christmas, and I'll be like, we'll, we'll probably all have Bamford by then. <laughs> I mean, I have one. I have one point two in the bank. Should I just go Justin to Castagna? Bit long term safer. Yeah, actually, it could be. If you don't want to make that transfer down the line, I mean, I can't think what else you could do unless you That's upgraded just... Barnes. But I think Barnes is kind of a I nice like pick. That, yeah, yeah. Let's let's go with that. Then I've got point three in the bank if any any transfers coming. Right. So let's... or you could do yeah Pereira to Hamas, but I think that's pretty too much of a stretch, is it? I don't want too many Everton players. You, you know? don't want, you don't want, <laughs> don't don't want, want too Everton many. Players. No. To be fair, I think if anyone scores, it'll literally be Calvert Lewin, or he's not doing anything. So yeah. I think that. I do like Hammers. I like him because he's fun to own. But I think mm. I think they're both. The, I think they're the two best options from Everton, and they're pretty much the same price now. It's only like point four or something. Between them and Hamas will probably score less, but maybe pick up more more assists. But I, I think you're right. I, I think he is the best at everything has it. Yeah. Hattrick, the Hattrick hero himself. Yeah. Um. Right. Let, let's go. Let's go into captain picks then. Um. I'll start with mine, and I've been talking a while. I, I've just gone Salah because if he's at home. And he's doing the seventeen eighteen thing, which we alluded to, uh, which everyone mentioned on in battering leads. If he's if his Anfield form is going to be that again, I don't care if we're playing Arsenal or Fulham. I'm I'm probably just going to pick more. Um. So, Adam, who are you thinking about, Captain? <laughs> oh man, um, I think. Yeah, it's only game week three, and I'm like running out of uh, captainable players. But um, I'm either I'm either gonna go with De Bruyne just because it doesn't really matter what the matchup is, or I'll go with uh, I could I could go with Trent as well, <laughs> just be, because he's he's due, right? <laughs> he is. Wait, what? <laughs> Trent is minute. due. He is. He's due. He's due an assist. That's a wild call. Never doubt. Trent always gets that banger game where he gets a hat trick of assists and a goal. Every time. Why not? Why not? Why not game week three? Um Simon, your your captain options? At the moment I have it on Salah, but I'm not happy about it. I'm between uh between him, De Bruyne and Werner at the moment. Werner. Mm. But all to, I think De Bruyne just looks so good. He's on 
penalties. Mo looks good as well. He's also on pens. But I worry about the last few times he played Arsenal when they were really parked the bus. Um, and Werner could be on penalties, but I don't know if he actually will be. He has the best fixer, I think, but Chelsea haven't created a huge amount still. And I think they do look a little bit off the pace still. But West Brom could be the chance for him to like hit a little bit of form. So one of those three, I'll probably go for De Bruyne or Mo. I think they're a little bit less r- r- risky. But um, yeah, it's, it's kind of a hard week to pick one, I think. I think there's a few kind of nice options, but um, no particular standout, really. Yeah, I mean, if I just go through the fixtures for people listening at home, I'll, we won't go in detail or anything. Uh, Brighton, Man United. Uh, Man United might be a gamble. Palace, Everton should be fun. West Brom, Chelsea. Uh, Burnley, Southampton. Sheffield, United, Leeds. Spurs, Newcastle. Man City, Leicester. West Ham, Wolves. And then on Monday night, uh, Fulham, Aston Villa. And then Liverpool v Arsenal. So yeah, they're, they're your fixtures for these week this weekend. Um, we'll finish up there. So if you if you want to if you want any advice, don't ask me. <laughs> um, but if you want to share us share your teams, uh, you can go in the Anfield Index Discord thing. And if you tag, uh, I think all three of us are in there. If you tag us, uh, I'm in there at the very least. Uh, tag us in there. If not, just tweet us. It'll be it'll be tweeted with the show. Um, so yeah. Let us know your team, uh, any feedback or anything like that. But uh, most importantly, thank you for listening. Sports Social Podcast Network.